I'm someone who loves trying out different makeup looks, but doesn't really wear much on a daily basis, so I like to focus on making sure I have high quality staples. And whether you like a fresh face, full glam, or somewhere in between, you've probably seen Thrive Cosmetics Viral Tubing Mascara. I've certainly seen it everywhere, you know the one in the turquoise tube? So that mascara, along with all of Thrive Cosmetics beauty products, are certified 100% vegan and cruelty-free, which I look for in makeup, and they've got excellent quality to match. And something I didn't know from all the mascara videos I've seen is that for every product sold, Thrive Cosmetics donates either that same product, another product that is needed more, or a monetary donation. They've worked with over 500 nonprofits to help with a wide range of causes like supporting cancer survivors, people experiencing homelessness, education access, and so much more. Knowing that makes me feel even better about using their products. And I do enjoy using them. Like I said, I like having high quality staples, and so my favorites are products that are multi-purpose, like the Brilliant Eye Brightener. It comes in a bunch of colors, and I like using them as eyeliner, eyeshadow, and even highlighter. Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com thrive. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S, dot com slash thrive for 20% off your first order. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics from personal stories to hot button issues. We cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday. So make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. Hi! Hi! Welcome to Scam Wow! I'm Caitlin Bradnick. I'm Sue Smith. And And we we love love scams. scams! Guys, we love scams. We love you. We love this pod. Thank we God love for it. you all. Thank, thank God you for listening. Yes, thank God for a creative outlet during these Ugh. times. Without you, we don't exist, and we don't have any validation, and we need it. We need it. Ah! <laughs> I love all your messages. We get some real detailed personal messages about scams you guys have pulled or been involved in, and we appreciate. And honestly, them. it's impressive, and we love that for you. Thank you. <laughs> it's a win for yes, us. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Please welcome from the We Stand podcast, also on the More Banana Le- Network, so you should listen to it. Yes. Lauren, Lauren Brickman. Brickman. <laughs> Hi. Hi. I see, we're all in a Zoom, and I see Lauren listening. I'm like, she's having too much fun to keep quiet. She, <laughs> she needs can. To, we need to introduce this lovely voice. I love it. Thank you so much for embracing it. My my elementary school <laughs> teachers never figured it out. You should just let Mine me talk. Neither. Right? <laughs> my desk was always moved, and I'd always cry about it, but then... I'd want to sit back next to Zadok so we could draw our pictures. It was yeah, Zadok. Yes. Can I tell you guys that I've been having a nice little round of lightning crotch? Ooh. Oh my god! I completely forgot about lightning crotch until you just said that. (gasps) That is something from my pregnancy I've blocked out. It's awful. It will. It's like shooting pains. In pointy zinging nerves yeah. in your vagina. In your vagina. And <laughs> oh my god. It's terrifying because in my pregnancy I haven't had pain. I've just had like weird movement in my belly. Nothing's yeah. nothing's been painful. 
But this like jolts me out of bed. Yes. Screaming. Oh my gosh. I cannot believe I've completely forgotten about that. And that was like a big thing because I was like, is this a yeast infection that's going throughout my body? Like it feels like a little electric shock. Yeah, I was like, am I having a baby right now? I don't know. I feel like pregnancy is the greatest scam ever pulled. Like, <laughs> there's just so many things they don't the tell you. The response around it, yeah. Well, I think I will say as somebody who has birthed a kid and hated the birth process, I'm very honest about it. Yeah. But I think a lot of people don't want to like, cloud other people's experiences like what if your experience is great or what if your experience was lovely like I would never want to prevent somebody from having not that my opinion matters that much but I don't ever want to taint somebody's somebody else's experience or possibility I don't know I I one of my dear friends and I won't name her because she deserves her anonymity but I went for I took one of my dear friends out for a dinner like right before she gave birth because instead of like a baby shower I was like you need like a you night so like I took her out to like a fancy dinner yeah and after dinner we went out for a walk and she laughed so hard she like Peter pants. Oh, sure. And of course. Sure. I'm like, yeah, what else? <laughs> Did she shit? Because I get it. Well, and that's that. <laughs> Did she have gluten in shit her pants? She was like, I think I might I might have shit my pants. And I go, oh, do we need to go to a bathroom and find out? She goes, no, let's just keep walking. I can't deal with this again today. And I just like Aww. in that moment realized yeah. what pregnancy really was. It <laughs> is, was, it is yeah. a scam, though, because nobody agrees on what's safe and what's not. So like, <gasps> yeah. Yeah. So some people will be like, don't eat tuna and then some people will be like i have two cans of tuna a week it's great for protein it's so confusing yeah it's so confusing also you hear what americans do and then i hear what japanese mothers are doing and then what they're doing in finland and i'm like i kind of love that I, definitely if i am raising a baby i'm raising trying to raise a dutch baby for sure <laughs> i babysat for a dutch family for years i helped raise their kids from three months to three years and then the other one was i guess three to six or something and i just loved every way that they did it and their way that they looked at childhood and i was like all right we're dutch were they (laughs) chill were they chill chill as fuck like Mm -hmm. nice kind smart beautiful apartment from ikea you know it's like (gasps) i start with design Mm -hmm. and then i go to like (laughs) the other place in in the relationship raise your kids dutch I'm going to let them know that they're Dutch. <laughs> you got to tell them, you're not American. We're in America. We don't subscribe to this social situation. Katie, how how are you doing? Well, I have to say, I have a friend on Instagram who jokingly mentioned he has a three-month-old and said, now I understand why people do crack. And I asked before we started recording, Sue, have I ever told you I want to do crack now? <laughs> I was like, I don't think so. I don't get on the pod. I don't think I've said it to this podcast, but in my mind, I'm like, when you're so beat down, so exhausted, so overwhelmed, and in 2020, and like, trying to homeschool a preschooler you you just you just need a cold brew yeah I prior to quarantine I had given up coffee for the most part like I had not been a daily I (laughs) coffee was a treat I would occasionally drink it like if I was on set or like you know at a fancy dinner or something like that do whatever the hell you want you're on set but I I have not like made coffee in my home for myself in probably 10 years like I gave it up like sometime during my my like my youth but during quarantine, both my roommates, they spend – like, that's one of their indulgences is, like, fancy, nice coffee. And so the house always smelled like it, and I finally did it. And mm. now, if you cut me, I would bleed coffee. And I found yeah. this inc- – and, Caitlin, I think what you actually need is this Vietnamese coffee that I found called Copper I'll Cow. Take it. And it is going to change your life. I swear Wait, to God, please the- text it to me. I need what it What is right it? Now. Copper Cow? Copper Cow coffee is – 
It'll you put the condensed you, milk in it and make it like a Vietnamese iced coffee because that's You can crack. if you want to. So it's, <laughs> it, you can, there are individual pour overs and you can add the condensed milk if you want. If not, you can save it for another time. But this <gasps> stuff is rocket fuel. It is rocket fuel Ooh. and you will fly to the moon. So Sometimes coffee makes me a bitch, but I guess if I could just tell Alan <laughs> beforehand, I need the afternoon to myself. I'm about to be a bitch. You know, this is preventing me from going to hard yeah. drugs. Mm-hmm. I'll see you later. Yeah, he, yeah. Guess, <laughs> he'd understand. He's very no, we're not. We're not really going to do crack cocaine, no, right? Guys, no, but okay, no. Okay. No, I'm not really going to do crack cocaine. I just think it's so funny because I had complete compassion in my life. I guess I've We're not glamorizing. I, we're yeah, not no, glamorizing. Because no, no. I'm very honest on this podcast. I'm sober. I mm-hmm. don't do anything. I haven't done anything. Thank God. Knock on wood for nine years. You got to get the cu- You got to get the copper cow. I'm telling you. I am laid up here with one foot. Alan today said the funniest thing. He's like, you know, you're not like when I'm doing so much because I have so much guilt over like not being able to help. So the second I feel better, I jump up and I try and help. Then my ankle hurts. And you feel a lot, And I have to sit yeah. down. Right. But then when I sit down, I have such insane guilt that I'm not helping. I literally have to like check myself out. So I'll just watch these stupid YouTube videos. Today I watched a whole biography, like a tell-all from this stripper who's really going through it during COVID, but she's still wearing her mask while she's dancing. She's incredible. I love her. Um, So I'm watching her life story, but that means that I am 100% not present for anyone in my life. And Alan's like, the minute you sit down, you're gone. Wait, but... I need to know more about the stripper. What's her name? Uh, was, hold on. Was, she's great. I'm going to send okay. it to you. She basically, like, she's she said her favorite thing is when she does these private dances in, like, the private room because this guy just started therapy and just sat down to tell her all of his feelings about therapy. And she said her favorite thing is that in those private, like, special rooms or the special VIP room, you sit, you get paid for it. And really, they just want to talk to somebody who will listen without judgment. And she said, afterwards, you feel really good about yourself because you helped somebody yeah, through yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And it was not, like, it's not anything. It's not sexual or anything else. Like, you were just that one person that they could talk to during the day. Aww. She's so lovely. Sometimes she makes $950 a night. Sometimes she makes, you know, 450 But also, whenever they do group dances or group strip things in somebody's, you know, a private party, they divide everything equally, all equally it's not every stripper Great. grabs whatever cash she can wow. yeah and she said it's like all very amicable and there was a time that there was guys i've been checking <laughs> out for my family a lot because i've got lots to tell you there was a time that there was a creepy person who was trying to steal people's money and phones when the strippers left the building so they had to stay inside the building for like over an hour Ooh. oh no and also these church ladies come on wednesdays and they give them free dinner oh and they would oh, like make that. them free dinner. And it was from a church lady. And somebody asked, like, what's the deal with that? And it was from a church lady who was a former stripper. And she said that she knows, or I'm sorry, a former dancer. And she knows that sometimes you forget to eat before you dance. And you're really rushed. And your life's tough. And they say, sometimes I think they say a little prayer over them. But, that like, nothing's pushy or anything. Yeah. And then they, and on holidays, they give them little gift bags and stuff. That's sweet. I want to watch Aww, this documentary. That's really sweet. Yeah. Oh, it's not a documentary. She's just talking to Cameron. I'm calling it a documentary because I've watched all of her videos. <laughs> oh, it's like a vlog. I'll watch anyway. It's fully just her talking in third in 60 second TikTok videos and I've <laughs> deemed it a documentary because I've spent so much of my time seeing her life. <laughs> I understand. I understand. You know, in a t-shirt, she says she looks like a box and then, you know, she does a, a click of her fingers and she looks very sexy in a different right, outfit. Right, like, right, no, right. I'm watching her. I know her body shapes. Um, she uses the tape under her eyes to make that like really fancy yep. cat eye and then she pulls the tape off. It's great. I can't. Katie, we got to talk about the fact that you're starting to call TikToks documentaries. Though. I know. That's like a thing. 
That's a, I feel like that's we, a real old lady thing. <laughs> but I will say, I will say I encountered a woman whose <laughs> thing was um, she was married to a murderer and she <gasps> On had TikTok. Yes. And she had like um, 10, 10 minute videos. And then she put like an hour documentary on YouTube that I've been watching. I keep falling asleep. I'm in the middle of it. But yeah. that is a documentary, I would say. So I'll watch the documentary sh- TikTok version because my attention spans only 60 seconds. <laughs> it's on its way because did you watch that Netflix documentary about the f- that they shot with all down? It's like the security camera footage, t- uh, wow. text messages and social. It's, and so it's like all found footage. So a TikTok doc is next. It is. is um the Ameri- the murderer next door or something like that? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like yeah, no interviews in it. It was wild. No. And that was depressing. Yeah. It was very depressing. Not going to see it. Oh, it's it no don't. <laughs> I, won't. I don't think you would bounce. I don't think I can't, you'll you hate guys. it. You'll hate it. If there's a kid you involved, won't, you, I you cannot won't. see no. it. You can't. There's kids. Nope. No, there's, no, 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 no. <laughs> I regret even mentioning it, but stylistically <laughs> stylistically it's the amount of attention I can handle from a TikTok video. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Now, Lauren, yes. you have a podcast <laughs> called We Stand. <laughs> Tell us about your podcast. Uh, yeah. So We Stand Together, which Katie's been on yes. talking about her love of Jennifer Love Hewitt. We featured it, you guys. You might have remembered my love of learning about scams from Heartbreakers, the movie, via Jennifer Love Hewitt. Yeah. So each week, uh, my co-host, who's also a Caitlin, Caitlin Bitsagai, and I have on a different guest each week. And each week we dive into some niche aspect of pop culture We've recently recorded an episode with Matt Rogers where we're talking about Mariah Carey. We've talked about backdoor pilots with uh, Gina Bloom. We've talked about who's also on the Morbid Anim Network. What's a backdoor pilot? When a TV show is getting ready to launch like a like a spinoff and instead of like the network giving them like money outright to do a pilot, they'll do like an, a special episode that sort of like introduces uh-huh. the new pilot to test out the idea. And yeah, stuff. Mm, I get that. Interesting. Mm-hmm. That's tough. Interesting. Yeah, I talked about the backdoor pilot that I thought was amazing and I can't believe didn't get greenlit from uh, the Gossip Girl world. <laughs> they did a backdoor pilot that was in the 80s and it was such a good little backdoor pilot and it didn't go anywhere and it was Aww. such a bummer. Damn it. Damn that backdoor. <laughs> I know. It's a backdoor that I think they should have left wide open and walked appreciate through, the backdoor. They didn't. I you gotta show the back door some respect. <laughs> See the back door. What, what, so okay. <laughs> how are the comments now? Should we want to give people an update about the anals? Um, no, no, no. Everyone's just, I, everyone's into anal. I had no idea. My pregnancy Facebook group, uh, that I'm on, not mine. Somebody was like, if we have anal sex, will that induce labor? And it was a whole conversation. But you were talking wow. about backdoor and I was like, anal sex, you know, it all it's checks just out. there. It goes hand me. in hand. Anyway. It anyway. goes hand, hand in hand. hand. Oh, I was just going to say, Sue, I know that you've been watching The Vow, and I know that you're so into the whole Nexium thing. How are you feeling about their announcement about season I two? I can't believe there's a season two. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, my God. You know, it's a bunch of women came forward. You know, it had to be they got like 15 women coming out being like, look 15 at me. more? I feel like I people have been is. branded, and they want to talk about it. I think what it is is that a, the they're actually going to cover the court proceedings oh, in the next season. Maybe. Because like they've actually been going to court. And things like that. So I I'm, think that might be more of the spin. No, sh- no shade, but I have devoured everything about this Nexium stuff so much that I'm like low key sick of Sarah Edmondson. <laughs> like I don't need to see her anymore. She's like the face of Nexium. 
don't know. No, you don't need to see any more of that stuff. It gets after a while. It's just too upsetting, too dark. Will I watch the new one coming up on Showtime? Yes, I will. will. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I'm going to watch everything about it. I've been following the story for so long and I feel like I know all of the players now. I feel like I've been hearing about Nexium for like forever because I've always multi-level marketing schemes have always intrigued me. Cults Welcome have always to the pod, me. honey. That's us. And that's why I'm so excited to be here. So it's yeah. like Nexium just ticked off every one of my boxes. And they also like re- watching The Vow, I understood how they were able to exist for as long as they were and grow as big as they were because I was like, oh my God, listening to this language is sort of like being in a college acting class. Yes, like 100%. The cult of, the cult of personality at yes. like a theater training school or even at like UCB, I was like, oh my God, I get... Oh, I've theater been, I've, schools I've are full-blown cult and there's a lot of things that make you yeah. uncomfortable and upset and everyone's like, just use it, put it into the work. Yeah. You're uncomfortable 100%. because you've never been challenged in this way. It's so effing manipulative. And you're supposed to worship the teacher all the time. And if you and don't, like, something's no. wrong with you. Yeah, yeah. I can't. I can't with all that. So we have to bring you back when season two, The Val, comes out and you guys can talk all of about course. it. Of course. Of <laughs> course. Anytime, Sue. Anytime. Of course. You're always welcome. Um, did you, what scam are we talking about today? I, I don't even Lauren know. So, this one. <laughs> <laughs> so Katie and I have been texting because I was like, we were talking about what scam we could talk about. And I was like, so many of my favorite scams have been covered on the show already. And then we, she was like, well, I always hope that people will talk about like old timey <laughs> scams. If I'm looking to guess, I'm begging for an old timey scam. Hey. <laughs> So I sort of, I worked backwards, right? Like, and I was thinking about how much fun I had talking about Heartbreakers with Katie because that was like a good old fashioned mm-hmm. sort of like romance scam, romance Manipulations, yeah. Manipulation. And I love and and at the same time hate how easy scam artists um, have it in the world when they play on people's feelings mm-hmm. and like I get simultaneously so intrigued and so upset with like lonely heart scams and I have devoured every season of catfish like these of are like course. these are th- things that I just can't give up and so I was trying to find some information on like how did these scams start like who are some of the originators and the f- I found I I learned a lot this week doing <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Research for the pod. The first person that I learned about, and I texted Katie about her, was this woman named Susanna Mildred Hill, who was an American confidence trickster, mm-hmm. whose game was to like write letters and create pen pals with men during the 1940s, pretending to be like a 20-something-year-old beautiful yes. woman. But she was actually like a 60-year-old woman yes. who yes. just like was like writing all these letters. And she is like credited in a lot of like essays and articles and different things as being sort of like the original lonely heart scammer. Good for her. Okay. Good for her. But then it's so weird because she's like, I see all these like mentions of her, but I couldn't really find a lot of information about her. I was looking too. I looked What's her name? Her name is Susanna Mildred. Um Susanna Mildred Hill. But so I was like, I kind of felt like I hit a roadblock. So I was like, okay, I don't know how much we can talk about Susanna Mildred Hill. But then I hit the jackpot. So tell me, I have my new hero and I am so excited because I, I 
want to play this woman in the biopic. Have either of you ever heard of Big Bertha Heyman? No. No. Okay. I don't know. Big Bertha. My right now looking up for Big Bertha Heyman. I'm so excited. So there's this amazing article that I found that was published by the San Francisco Examiner back in January of 2017. And they did this like whole article about (laughs) this incredible woman named Big Bertha who was just like supposed to be a very, very traditionally unattractive woman, right? Like she's... I just sent a picture. She has one eye is bugging out of her head. It's... She looks like she's just been pulled through a bush backwards, as my grandma would say. Yes, she is. Oh, she looks unfortunate. Yes. So she was not the most attractive woman, but she is supposed to supposedly this like incredibly charismatic, charming woman that could just get people eating out of the palm of her hand. Good for her. And. Such Icon. a huge good for her. Like she she got the nickname apparently like the confidence queen because she was able to run like so many scams. Right. And my favorite one though is in like 1888, she went to this um the Beth Israel congregation, which I believe I believe is in Northern California. I think that was why the San Francisco Examiner was like looking at her story. Like I think it happened in the San Francisco area, supposedly. But she went to this rabbi. <laughs> and I love this story so much. And she claimed that she had inherited all like a sum of money that I think was close to like six million in today's world, right? She was yes. alleging that she had won like won like six million in an inheritance from her husband who had been a Christian. But here's what was so iconic. She went to this rabbi and said, but for my next marriage, I really want to marry a good Jewish man. And so she offered a thousand dollars to basically matchmake her with like good Jewish stock. And oh, I see where this is going. Wow. And then she basically was like sort of like dangling this idea of like being the temple's, you know, the patron of the of of the temple and and so she got quickly sort of brought into this community and was so charming and charismatic that she was winning people over left and right and then she suddenly had like multiple men vying for her hand Mm -hmm. because (gasps) and she ended up getting jewelry that she either got as gifts from her suitors or on credit and she got all of this stuff and she was also working with this man that they claim that they said was her stepson now i'm curious if this was really her stepson or her partner no, some or like ragtag kid. I was yeah. <laughs> but there is like some dude yeah. with her and um <laughs> it ran one particular scam on a guy whose last name was like rune or something and <laughs> she was so smart she basically said look I like you you like me I want to pick you but my stepson has a real problem with you and so to try to win over the stepson he gave the stepson like five hundred dollars mm-hmm. to <gasps> like woo the stepson and so she's playing all yeah, she everything is. right meanwhile she does this is back in like 1888 so it takes a lot longer for things to for people to like check on your shit so mm-hmm. like she'd written this check for a thousand dollars to the temple or whatever um <laughs> And then by the time they realized it had bounced, she had already left town. Of course, she got in. And had, 
she had pawned all of the jewelry that she'd be given and like moved on to the next town. And this is my like one of my favorite parts of this whole story is that when this man realized that she had left town, realized that her check had bounced, he went to the police and after he described her, the one of the police officers there pulled out this book that was called Professional Criminals of America oh. by Thomas F. Burns Whoa. and uh, pointed to photograph number 122 and said, is this the woman? <gasps> and it was. No way. She had already. Because she had already been pulling. Like, this was not no. her first crime. She had been pulling them oh, everywhere. She wasn't asking and, for a nice Jewish boy. She was asking for a rich Jewish boy <laughs> by that right. Uh-huh. Was, yeah. Wait, mm-hmm. wait, do we know what happened to her first husband? No. Well, and and based on what I saw, like, I'm so obsessed because I'm like, I don't know what's real and what's just the stories that yeah. she told people. Right. Like, I don't know. She, yeah. She might have killed she him. She could have killed him. I don't know if there ever was a first husband or if she just pretended like there was a oh. first husband. Yeah. But here yeah. is where she gets even more iconic. Like, you think you've heard the best part. And you have it. Like this. <laughs> okay. I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> Long story short, she like had, she got caught, but ended up, her stepson, Willie, ended up going to jail and she didn't at, at first, but eventually um, she did get incarcerated. But once she did get incarcerated, she worked it out so that the jail was letting her like out on day passes and she was like going to the theater yes, and going to the park was. and getting all this stuff she and was, it was just she like was getting free room and board just like you guys. <laughs> yeah uh, and one of my absolute favorite things was that apparently there was at some point she got hooked up with this um guy named ned foster who saw a possibility in her be- having like a theatrical career mm. so he like bailed her out of jail and booked her into this place called Woodward's Garden and allegedly according to this article I read 18,000 people came to see her and hear her tell her poem The Confidence Queen wow and- <gasps> can you imagine oh. that's like the Hollywood era being plucked out of a million like I'm gonna make you a star <laughs> My whole life, all that's I've all wanted. I've wanted is someone to say, I'm going to make you all I've wanted. And that's amazing. This, this, according Again, according to the San Francisco Examiner, this is an excerpt from the poem she performed. And it says, so when vain grasping men paint for glittering gold and find their bonanza in me, is it wicked to show up how badly they're sold and the rogues that men can sometimes be? So, like, yes. basically, she was like, why am I wrong that men suck? I'm going to throw it back and in your face, wrong. buddy. Big Bertha. This is no Marilyn. No, she is described as a stout, gross-looking woman. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, and, and she, apparently, she has four so moles much. on her cheek. <laughs> oh, God. Please don't oh. ever describe me as that, guys. <laughs> I love she her. apparently she apparently like she was selling stuff up and then allegedly at some point they did a production of Romeo and Juliet okay with her playing and 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 apparently it did well but they like I don't know I'm just like really 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 the theater <laughs> took a turn I'm obsessed did she was she successful oh, in the theater world 
it seems like she had like I don't it's hard to tell like based on the limited like right it's um, from the 1800s most of <laughs> yeah and most of like most everything I could find from her all comes back to this one article but this one article seems like she was she made money at it like people were interested part of the article is that it talks about how she had fake bottoms in her suitcases and that 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 held ten thousand dollars worth of Canadian bonds and thousands of jewelries in them. Like yes. she just had like Whoa. constantly had all this. That's that's <laughs> how you keep it on you. You never have to put it in a bank because you are the bank. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% back at hundreds of stores, and it's all happening this week, May 6th to May 13th. It's the perfect time to shop for everything on your list for spring and summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. I know I'm using this week to stock up on some warmer weather essentials at Ray-Ban and Ulta, and I love that Rakuten even helps me save on travel at sites like Hotels.com. Rakuten really is the best way to shop, and you can save even more by stacking cash back on top of deals. Plus, during Big Give Week, that cash back is bigger than ever. With Rakuten, membership is free. And when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cash back boost. That's an extra 10% cash back on top of the 15% cash back. You won't see higher cash back rates than these. Go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Let me just throw out a hypothetical that I think maybe I see how these are connected because Bertha, like actors Mm -hmm. are are scammers. (laughs) We lie as a living. Yeah. We try to convince people of things that are not true. And she was a con woman. And and so she was a great actor. And it makes sense. Well, and I think too, like, I love there's like this alleged quote from her that basically says like what was what got her off about pulling off the confidences. It wasn't about like wanting stuff. It was about when she met a man who thought he couldn't be taken for 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 a ride. She just she got off on like taking him for a ride. Like it was about that power. Yeah. Not about the stuff. Completely obsessed with that. 
And I just love, I just love a woman that's like, oh, y'all want to like look down on me and y'all want to talk shit and on give me, me and no rights say I'm in ugly. 1800s. <laughs> and give me no rights. I am going to, I'm going to be the one laughing all the way to the bank. And she did. Wow. And I, she's, you know what? Bertha's like a modern day Paris Hilton. <gasps> oh my God. Honestly. I thought about Paris Hilton so much when I was reading through this. Yes. Because it's like people underestimate her. People think she's dumb, but she's the smartest person. Mm-hmm. And she makes so much fucking money. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I like we that. We like Bertha. I, I also am obsessed with... I am obsessed with the fact that she... Like, there seems to be some doubt, too, about whether or not Bertha kept everything for herself or if she did possibly give it away to the less fortunate because... Um, she claimed that she was Robin Hooding, but apparently there's a paper trail that proves that she didn't give any of it away. <laughs> but it looks real cute, so she said she I'm was. like, oh my God, she was the original influencer. Like, she, she was, was all about, right? Like, she, like, understood that, like, perception is king and, yes. like, it was, like, putting on a show and she was, like, saying what she needed to say, but, like, Back then, you know, it was hard to have those receipts in the 1800s. Oh, my gosh. I'm so oh impressed my with gosh. her. Yeah, let's get on it. Why is there no biopic? What, where? I want to play You're too her pretty, so Lauren. bad. You're too pretty. That's the nicest thing I've ever heard. I will wear prosthetics, okay. but I want to play Slap her. on some fake moles and you're, you know, a weird nose and you'll be fine. You got to get the moles. I will do it in a heartbeat. Currently, you're too pretty. That is the kindest thing anyone has ever said to me. Um, thank you so much. But I was reading about her and I was just like, I want to play Bertha. Yes. <laughs> Let's write it up. Got so it. I'm hoping that people listening to this are, you know, um, network executives. Yeah. And they're we'll looking pl- to pluck do- you out of jail <laughs> and make you famous. Guys, we just want to be plucked out of wherever and just given a career of our dreams. But also, like, Confidence Queen is the perfect title for a movie, for a series. 100% right. Yes. And truth be told, as I was, I truly went down such a rabbit hole. I, like, if I did have a child, they would be starving and crying somewhere because I (laughs) really I like lost so many hours of my life reading about women con artists this week and I honestly Confidence Queen could be an amazing anthology series where every season focuses on a different Confidence Queen because there's so many do you have another one you can think of badasses that you're like dying to talk about so there is this um, uh, amazing article that Mental Floss published last year that has like the 10, the top 10 female confidence artists. Oh, I think I saw that. And every every single one of them is fascinating. Okay. <laughs> There's like a Swedish woman who named we got? Helga de la Breche, who sounds so amazing. So cute. She basically was a Swedish orphan that got away with just lying through her teeth because in the mid-century blood tests you know were not really a thing not a thing so she just like made up a story about being related to royalty but like she came up with the whole story about like divorced royalty or something yes, like that and that's it's how usually like, a they've scandal been lost. with royalty and they claim mm-hmm. that they're like the abandoned love child or something that's how uh sophia swedish sophia too Wait, is this Swedish Sophia? Oh, yeah. This is Princess Sophia. Yes. Albertine. We love her. Yeah. Yeah. We know her. We We love Sophia. We know her. She's a gem. Yeah. She's so great. So 
She's number great. one on this list. She's number y'all. one in my heart. Wow. Yeah, she's amazing. She's There's great. so much royalty. This list of 10 has a lot of people doing crazy things with the royalty. Because everything There's was also so hush-hush and everything was so like prideful was so that it was yeah. so easy to lie about it. Yeah. Well, and the other thing, the other thing that I think was so fascinating about a lot of these women is that particularly in like the 17th and 18th centuries, these women were able to get away with it because men were so afraid of admitting that they had been conned by these women. And that's still a thing today, but Mm -hmm. um, it was really hard. There was like this woman named Mary Carleton, also known as the Princess Von Walway. I um, love it. Was another who was another woman pulling an orphan princess. Perfect. You know, scam back in the day. Um, But it said that, like, finally enough spurned lovers came forward to catch her. And this was crazy. She actually she actually got hung at age 30 because men actually I think like it was sort of their. Uh, they bound together and like enough enough people heard whisperings and came together and got her. Wow, you never but, hear that. Not to blame the victim, but she must not have been a good scammer. <laughs> or she was incredible and really just like ran these guys through in a sense. This, <laughs> yeah. The, the research that I was able to find about her, it alleges that with that with as many people as came forward that were able like they were clearly enough step forward that they were able to like sentence her but they think there's so many more that didn't come where forward. was they this think happening she was, like what was she a queen super of? prolific um she i believe she left england for the netherlands but then i am not sure where she was um i think i think she was committing these crimes in the netherlands but pretended she was from cologne okay. Wow. Lauren. This is so amazing. cool, Lauren. Amazing. This is actually my favorite thing. We never get to talk about these old timey scams. <laughs> I'm so excited. So when you when you said that um she got all this money, but we don't know if she actually gave anything away from it. So last week, Molly Mac McAleer at Mother May I Sleep with Murder podcast sent us the scam that was in progress <gasps> happening on TikTok. Yeah. Which was like very similar. It was a so I watched the documentary on TikTok. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <laughs> you gotta watch that TikTok doc. Yes, I went through and this woman was claiming that she was helping children get out <gasps> of ICE detention centers and needed money through her Cash App and her Venmo. And her followers were like no. kids, right? And she ended up getting oh, no. 40 grand from them. And then she deleted all of her social media accounts and just okay. disappeared. What a piece of shit. I, what a shit I think I, it's so cruel. It is so cruel that there are people out there. Like, everybody just wants to be loved and feel safe. Like, right? Like, that's all yep. any human being wants. Totally. And it's so crazy to me how many people are out there. Like, I don't know. I think part of the reason I delight in some of these stories about these women from, like, the 17th and 18th century is because it's like, what a dark fucking time to be a woman and how powerless and like most of those stories are like 
she's like saying fuck you to all these like wealthy men like yeah. that also, I, I hope she's boning all these guys fun. like I hope she's like because totally. with these suitors they all think they're gonna marry her so I hope she's having like a beautiful love if she, if wants. she wants that's what I mean I if hope she it's her choice and she gets to like have yeah. these gorgeous love affairs and get necklaces and get taken places and then leave I love that for her that's empowering to me I get sure. so sure. mad with some of these scams that are being run on social media these days particularly when like I won't go into full detail because this this story belongs to another comedian it's her story to tell but I was a part of cracking the code but I had a friend who I have been friends with since we were in college and she had gotten she was just getting out of like an epic 10-year relationship Mm -hmm. and was trying to date for the first time and we went out for drinks her and a couple of their my friends and she was telling us the story about this guy that she had met and how she was like oh it was kind of nice to be deep on your toes back in the water but like it's weird to be dating after 10 years and weird to be dating when there's internet like that wasn't around when she's you know when we were in college blah blah blah. and she's telling all these stories and I'm hearing like red flag after red flag like as I told as I told you all at the beginning of this episode like I'm a huge catfish fan I'm I've learned a lot you know over the years I I get it and so she's telling all these stories and I was like there's something very wrong with this this story And I was shocked. She was like, well, I've met him and stuff. I know he looks like how he looks. And I was like, "Okay, but like, let's 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 do let's pretend I'm Neve and and let's go on a deep dive and do all the things. So Mm -hmm. as we're sitting at this bar and she's telling us these stories, like all of his social media is gone. Right. We go to look for him. Everything's (gasps) gone. Every you can't find a trace of him anywhere. She's like, oh, my God, this is so weird. (gasps) And I was like, what do you still I was like, what do you have? Like, what do you have? And she looked at her phone and she had like screen grabs because she like like screen grabs some photos of him to like send a friend to be like, this is the guy I'm going to date with. And I was like, text. I was like, text me everything you have. So I have her send me everything that she has. And I text message a friend of mine. And then I reach out to a friend of mine who is a reporter at the time and I said hey yes. I was like I know reporters have access to different search engines can I send you text messages and like photos and stuff and can you help me dig up some stuff and she goes yes text me what you have I'll run it through whatever fancy oh, so search nice. engine she has and then over the course of the next like hour we're getting more details from my friend and my friend who's a reporter is like texting questions and she goes I need you to ask your friend about the tattoo about tattoos ask her if he has tattoos and describe them to me and I go hey did you by any chance like see if he has tattoos and she was like yeah and she described them and my friend sends me a text and she goes ask your friend if these look like the tattoos oh my gosh and so I sat, I said, hey, are these the tattoos that you saw? And she goes, yeah. And she goes, my reporter friend goes, tell your friend to take a breath. <laughs> I found some stuff. <gasps> Warn her. It's like not great. And so oh I was like, okay. And she sent me <gasps> then. My reporter friend sent me this guy's real name, his real everything, and his arrest record <gasps> because he was a scammer. And he had been pulling scams on – he. He was just like these. He was a he was a romance scam artist and he would get into these relationships with women. And he had been under arrest, I think, in the state of Florida. And I think he had been arrested out in Long Island and he was running like credit card scams. Mm -hmm. So he would get close to people, get their information and then like open these accounts and charge all these and then like break up with them, leave them. And they'd be in like hundreds of thousands of dollars Mm -mm, of debt. And I have never felt more angry at the world but also more like i Mm -hmm. should 
quit everything I'm doing and start a lady detective agency. You should, it Lauren. did feel very powerful. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can call it Bertha's. Mm-hmm. You can call it Confidence That's Queen amazing. Catchers. Bertha. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Wait. It was this in was New in New York? She was... Oh my god! And how did she uh, meet? Him? I think it was it was on an yeah. app. I think it was like Tinder. It was one of those apps. How did she respond after? How did your friend respond? She was shook, and I she was really shook because it was like it was one of those things where so <laughs> there were so many red flags. But I think she was so overwhelmed with the prospect of like this like decade long relationship ending and like she was so in grief mode Love is so intense too it's so special and far it was just so fascinating to be like oh my god these are how this is like what he does like he found like the perfect target like she's not asking the right questions because she hasn't thought about asking these questions in so long yeah and oh, it was man. really crazy because I in retrospect and like we will never know but like there were things that he said to her and shared with her on their date that made her feel so comfortable and so like seen and heard that I think he must have done like a deep dive on her and like because like he made up he made up things that it like he had to have been like doing his research oh yeah but like, like a, a dirty, dirty John. John, but it's it, it's yeah crazy town, and it's one of those things where like we were talking about it. She was like, "I'm not rich though, like why?" Like he was like, "She was like, I make no sense." I was like, "Even if he wasn't trying to get your money, I think like once a con man, always a con man. Like he's just, like, it doesn't always have to be money that they're after." Yeah, this might be the one that he actually likes, but he can't really get it together. Lauren, you might have saved her life. <laughs> now, is she, did she like check her social? Like you can do something on your credit checks so, so you can protect yourself after. Yeah. So she did all that. And my friend who's a reporter gave great advice and was like, you should um, call. She got it. There's like a process you can go through to like basically say like, hey, I have all my cards. I have, I don't think any of my information has been compromised, but I've like had um, a suspicious interaction. So she put like a watch on her like right. credit or whatever. Um, and she, and I think she did end up filing a report with the I think she here's the crazy part I feel so bad telling her story but uh, (laughs) she had met him at like a hotel bar restaurant Mm -hmm. and she was pretty sure after finding all this out that like he was had run a scam and like not actually paid for everything so she called the hotel back and said the name the date and everything and said hey if any charges from this particular night didn't go through this is the guy's real name (gasps) so she did that yeah, she was like, I have no idea. She was like, I just found out. I went on a date with someone who's not who he said he was. This is who he really is. This <gasps> is the name he was using that night. Um, if y'all want to go back and look, check your check your books. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. That's Get how you it. Do it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's how you so do now, it. Is anything about this guy? Like, has she has he come up against any other apps on her? Like, has he changed his name as like anything else in her life? You know, no, like I it, this all the by the time I had sort of sat down and been like, we got to do a deep dive. This guy you're is, such a good friend, Lauren. Right. Thank mm-hmm. you so much. I've this is where all of my reality TV consumption and true crime course. consumption. It's got to go somewhere. <laughs> um, by the point that like she was telling me the story, she had already like stopped talking to him. Like she had already been sort of like deciding, oh, he's not for me because yes. A, I don't really want to date. Also, like, meh. She was she was feeling weird vibes, but not for like 
She just wasn't into him, not for the creepy scam reasons. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, she just wasn't ready. To, she wasn't ready to give up on the relationship that she had just ended. Oh, truthfully, God. right, right, right. That was really where her head was at. So she had stopped. She hadn't been talking to him for like quite a while by the time okay. all that happened. But this is this this is a hallmark of a scam. If yeah. they delete their social media, then they're a scammer. Go ahead. No, well, because that's what I said. I at first I was my head wasn't going to scam. My head was he's married. Oh. Like that's what I thought was happening. I was like oh, he has a wife, he has a family, he was just trying to get laid. That was where my brain immediately went. So much more normal and pleasant <laughs> compared to, uh, <laughs> uh, like, running con artist who's been doing this for years. Which is, and it's crazy. And that's that's one of the things that I think is so fascinating about all these stories, too, is that, like, these people never learn a lesson. Mm-mm. They, like, ch- once you're in that life, you're just, like, Well, in I don't that think they've life. learned any other lessons either. Like, it's not that they can, like, go back and work on. I think they feel this sense of desperation. They're really good at conning, and that's what they do best. And they don't know how to be a bartender or plumber or... it. It's a vibe, though. Like, so with this TikTok scammer, I watched her videos. And you could tell, yeah, the documentary, I watched her documentary Mm -hmm. and you could tell that something was off about her because she was being like, so kind of like demanding about people. She was being Mm. like, you guys, you're deserting the kids. You have to donate to this Venmo, this GoFundMe or whatever. So it's like, I definitely, I feel like there are things you can pick up on when these people, with these people, if you have prolonged interactions with them. Not yeah. not yeah. that well, you should have to, but yeah. And for that yeah. part with the kids, I mean, the fundamental problem behind all of that is that there are children in custody. Yeah, and I ice, know. There are children in cages. I mean, that is it's a horrible crazy. thing that's a part of our reality. Yeah. But if someone's raising money for a cause like that, they're not pressuring you. They're not shaming you into donating for it. No, I know. I just yeah. can't believe like it's like yeah. she, that's all insane, but she's not even making up that story. That horrible story is actually happening right now in our government. And so I'm just And that, how how gross like that's like people who like pretend to be re- like pretend to be sick and oh, raise yeah. money like we can't handle the, those. like no, no we hate those. I can't. No, it's like so cruel. Like but romance and guys in the 1800s, it's funny. <laughs> that stuff's sexy. Well, it's like, you know, we know we know this from like writing comedy. Like there's a difference between punching up and punching down, oh, right? Of like when when like this when the like super affluent guy, you know, is willing to open and dump out his wallet just because you're stroking his ego the right way. Like, yes. Yes. Please. Like <laughs> take him, take continue him. to stroke and cash that check. Yes. Stroke and cash. I will say this TikTok scammer's name is Madam Future President. So she had everybody convinced that she was running for president in 2024 as well. So. <gasps> oh, yeah. My God. There she goes. She's got to have a lot of platforms. There's a lot of platforms. Um, I'll, so with this, I have some stats from highspeedinternet.com, which I think is reputable. <laughs> now that I'm saying it, I yeah. don't know. Um, it's saying wh- these are according to a poll, what states are the most and least likely to get catfished? Ooh. The states where Ooh. you're most likely to get catfished, number one is Nevada. Yeah. Okay. Right. I mean, that tracks. It's uh, there's Las Vegas, everything. Number two is Wyoming. Okay. What are we Three, doing? Yeah. Washington. Yeah. Four, Utah with the Mormons. Five, Alaska. You're just happy to see someone, yes, I guess. You're bored. Like, I'll, I'll you're take bored. it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> New Hampshire, six. I don't know about New Hampshire. Uh, seven's Minnesota. Eight is Florida, who I thought would be higher. 
Um, Me too, actually. Oregon is nine. And 10th is Maryland. Whoa. Okay. All right, now. I will say people from Minnesota are very nice and very trusting. They're so nice. Mm -hmm. Utah is beautiful and they're really nice to children. You could totally run a scam on them. And Florida, I feel like they have their own issues, so maybe people are there's totally always, distracted. There's always like, a scam in Florida. There's always, there's always some man doing something scary in Florida. Okay, states where you're least likely to be catfish. Number one, South Dakota. Wow. Hey, Not way okay. to go South Dakota. Wow. Interesting. Not what I expected. Not doing great with their masks right now, but they're doing great with their no, catfish. We don't so want to talk about Sturgis, but... <laughs> no, we're having a tough time. <laughs> Mississippi's number two. What? Least likely to be catfish. Yes, number three is Iowa. For Louisiana, New Orleans, I'd feel like anybody could just like take a drink and get completely catfished, but no. Louisiana is number four. Maine, that checks out. Kansas, Vermont is number seven. Now, New Hampshire was number six of most likely, and Vermont is number seven of least likely. Mm. They're right next to each other. Mm. And isn't weed legal there? I I don't find a connection. I I don't don't know. know. Okay. I'm starting to not trust this list, though, because <laughs> you don't have to. I went to grad school in Iowa. I lived there for three years. And in my three years, <gasps> I was catfish once. Okay. <laughs> okay. 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 There you go. There you go. <laughs> it was it was it was a pretty harmless catfish as far as catfishes go. But I tell it, us all about it, grad, Lauren. Going straight from undergrad to grad school is so weird because I was like the same age. I was closer in age to the undergrads than yeah. most of the grad students because I was like younger. And then I was also in theater, which is like a weird thing. I don't know. Like my program was weird. There was like really I loved it. It was I loved I loved my program. It was so great. But there was nobody to kiss in my class. Uh, there was no one I wanted to kiss in my department. So I tried I, me and one of my classmates. We tried. We set up okay cupid profiles and like really tried to date but it was like so it was such a weird time in my life and such a weird place to date um but i went on a couple of dates with this guy who i had matched with him on okay cupid like right before christmas but then i was flying back to new york for christmas break so we spent all of christmas vacation like texting and when i flew back to iowa for the beginning of the f- spring semester he planned what was to this day one of the best first dates i've ever been on mm-hmm. there was this like hookah bar in iowa city that was byob and he like stocked it with the wine that i had told him i liked at the time oh, and like very made it like really, it was like or it was creepy. like a very good first date <laughs> how you look at it but then the subsequent dates got like less and less thoughtful and he started getting weirder and weirder and i was like Ugh. so it didn't last very long i probably went out with this guy uh, over over the course of a month a handful of times like a year later I was talking to one of the costume designers who looks we're very similar types like if if she were an actor we would be up for the same roles like we look very similar and she's telling me a story about this guy who she'd gone out with and I was like he reminds me of a guy that I went out with last year and I and I said is his name I said the name of the guy it was like Jacques or whatever and she goes oh no his name is such and such I'm like oh show me a picture and she showed me a picture and it was the same (gasps) guy but he was using a totally different name claiming to have a totally different job like nothing he told her was the same as what he told me and then we found out a third girl who was a lighting designer who was also dark hair fair skin bigger build like could we could have been sisters? She also matched with him, oh my gosh. and he told her completely oh. different things. So it was so weird, and I have no idea to this day. Like none of us could figure out like why it was. You like, got to get your reporter friend on that. Yes, I every time he would 
he would give you a totally different name, a totally different job. Like with me, he was in law school. He was studying to be a lawyer, but then he but he was a paralegal by day. He told my other friend he was a bus driver, and then I forget what he told our other friend. Like, well, you're so very highbrow, very Lauren. Weird. You would need a paralegal. You're fancy, and you need a man who makes a lot of money. So he was correct in that way. Did he get your other friends' drink orders correct? <laughs> He did. That was like his move. Yeah. That was like his one thing was like ever on the first date. He like that was his he move. Was, I know what you're drinking. Wow. How did you know he was a scammer? I don't know that he's a scammer per se. But there was something going on. It, it was a catfish. The only reason we know it was a catfish is because he was on. The, he was using different right. names and different details and lying about his job. Yeah. And like, like, which is, but it also like in a town like that, it's like, there's gotta be, there's, uh, there's mm. gotta be a purpose. There's mm-hmm. gotta be more to it than just, yeah. I don't know. Wow. It was weird. Wow. It was weird. So was Iowa. Weird. Wow. Thank you for telling good. us that. Okay. So this list is trash, but what I did like from this random website is that the states with the most dollars lost per victim, number one was Oklahoma with $70,288 per victim. Oh. And states with the least dollars per victim, it was Maine with 3,820 and DC is only 5,531. Wait. But I thought that was amazing. My home state is such a hot mess. Oklahoma. Yeah. Montana's 68,102 per victim. And Massachusetts, brainy old Massachusetts, 62,018 per victim. And Sue in California, 48,891 per victim. I can't believe California and New York are not on this list, though. I know on that. That's so interesting. So like the money, you know, California is where all the banks are, but New York's not on any of this. New Yorkers don't trust anyone. And they don't want to be your friend. They have Mm -hmm. enough friends and they're late already. They're they're going. They're moving. There's no time for you. Ugh, so refreshing. I love. I miss New York, guys. A, a week in Maryland, I'm like, I want to be with those cranky ass New Yorkers. Oh, let now. me tell you, when I go to Starbucks, <laughs> I miss New York real bad because the Starbucks here is slow. It's chatty. They're yes. so chatty. I don't oh. want to know about your new diet. Just give me my food or what you what cabinets oh, my you bought. God. Give me my food, and I don't want to no. look you in the eye. I'm an yes. asshole. That's what I like, Lauren. Yeah. Yeah, there's no such thing as running in and out of a store. No, in any other there part isn't. Of any there other isn't. Part of the country. No. Nothing's as no. urgent as just like tipping a waiter in New York. It's like I've got to go. I want to give you this really nice gesture, but I, I've got to go. <laughs> it was so funny. Even though she's Kate, Caitlin Betts, a guy. She's from Indiana, but when she she came with me to Oklahoma last year because we took We Stand and did a live um a live show, at, at a theater festival back home in Oklahoma. And I had was like, I just need to run in real quick to CVS. I'll be right back. I have to grab something. And I was in there, and she was like, Is everything okay? You were in there for a long time. I was like, Oh yeah, no, they just <laughs> talk. Like like the the lady who I've never met before oh, just wanted no. to talk for like an hour. <laughs> One last thing I want to say, guys, if you think you're being catfished, one of the things you have to look out for is if, number one, if they ask you for money and if they claim that they'll pay you back later. That's a huge thing. And that's what friends do. But I've never had a friend ask me for money. And I I had one friend, but he was pretty like he was kind of, I think, kind of a little bit. Like he was using me as a friend. Yeah. 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 I I will also say this. I'm I don't know if y'all I don't. I haven't heard you guys bring this up on the show before. Um, maybe you haven't. I missed it. But 
I just want big PSA. Everyone, check on your grandma. Check on mm. your grandpa because yes, check them. Every article that I was reading about lonely heart scams like circled back to the elderly and how yes, like grandparents scams. Yeah, they're the next one. that mm-hmm. like the number one victims in romance scams these days are the elderly, and you know, check on and guys, that could be you one day. We're, we're all, all going to be old. Age. We're all going to be old. Don't forget it. You're not immune to this. Check on that. Especially like because and it makes so much sense too. because like with the with the lonely heart scams, you know, they're the quote from this. There's this like market watch article that's like they're hacking your heart, not your not your account. Um, and it's like they pro- like they, they look for people that are lonely and the elderly, you know, certainly. And 2020 is a lonely ass uh, year. I know. It's a terrible year. I was thinking about that, too, when I was reading all these articles. I was like, I wonder, like, how... Because a lot of these statistics are from, like, 2019. I'm like, I wonder... Yes, mm. like next year when they're when when they've got all the data, oh, how bad these lonely heart scams are going to be. It's so sad. It's gonna. It's tough. But guys, hang in there. And if you've ever heard of these catfish, if you're obsessed with catfish, oh, yeah. like we are. Let us. If you've know. been catfish, we want to hear from you. This is an honest, loving place, and you can tell your story to also, us. Also, if you've ever been a catfish. If you've been a catfish, <laughs> what is yeah. your logic? So, if are, you so- are you a sociopath a or a fish? <laughs> Well, because or are you a fish so, who swims upstream? So Angel Angel Yao came on the We Stand podcast, and we were talking about boy bands, and she talked about how she kind of ended up catfishing a fellow fan that she met, but it was because she was worried about the girl because she thought that the girl was so obsessed with, I think, I want to say it was Nick Carter, that she sort of was like, I sort of pretended to be Nick Carter because I thought it would be safer for her to talk to me than oh, someone else. Oh, Angel so is so nice. sensitive. <laughs> she would just put herself in the worst position possible. <laughs> Guys, Angel Yell is one of the funniest She's so funny, so amazing. But she, so loving and sensitive. She made me so she accidentally catfished yeah, herself. <laughs> she made me think about catfishing. There, are, I wonder how many like empathetic catfishes there are in the world. Not everyone's trying to scam oh, that's you. Quite funny. Some of them might be trying. Or to if just... a catfish gets in too deep, yeah. the water's too deep, and yeah. they really want to help uh, you out. Catfish yeah. can't breathe. Yeah, you oh guys. <laughs> catfish. Can... <laughs> guys, call us, please. Call us because you know on our hot tub hotline because you know I love a phone call. That number is three four seven five zero nine nine four one four. Yeah, or you can email us at scamwellpodcast at gmail or go to our website scamwellpodcast.com for back episodes, Patreon, merch, all that kind of stuff. And be sure to listen to We Stand Together. Also on More Banana. Yes, it's so great. Right on More Banana. It's so easy to get to. And we'll put all those links in the bio. Thanks, Lauren. Thank you so much, Lauren. Hey, thanks for letting me come on and pitch my movie dreams of playing Big Bertha. (laughs) Anytime. We've got to create this. Guys, we will see you next week. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. 
and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.